Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. Welcome here. Also join us at Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries and Abundant Grace Teaching on Facebook. We were created to live dependent upon our Creator, not independent of Him. Let me explain that. Mankind was created to live dependent upon his creator, not independent of his creator. If we refuse to live independent on Christ, meaning not depend on him, we are going to be forced to depend on something or someone else for meaning and purpose to life. All of us are looking for the answers to these questions. Who am I and why am I here? And so before Christ, I'll give you an example. Before Christ, I found my identity in the group of people that I used to hang out with more than once. You know, as an early kid, as a young kid, I was trying to find my identity and the answer to that question, you know, who am I? And I used to play baseball religiously. I would play for eight or nine years, and we played every day after school and and uh, and on weekends. And so our dream was to become big ball, you know, major league baseball players like many kids out there. You know, but that's where I found my identity as an early kid. I, I found my identity. In fact, if you was to ask me who I was, I would have told you I'm a baseball player. And so, of course, with every identity, with meaning to life, there is purpose. So what is the purpose of being a baseball player if you find your identity in that? Well, to play baseball religiously. And so as we grow up, you know, I, I'm no longer playing baseball now, and so we go into high school. And I went into high school and uh, stopped sports altogether and uh, got involved with the wrong crowd. And found a group that was called the Cowboys. That's right. You know, you have your groups in high school. You have your jocks. You have your cowboys. You have your hippies. You have your geeks and and so on. Well, I happened to stumble across some cowboys and I hung out with them for a little while and, you know, I decided this is what I wanted to do. This is what my next identity my next identity would be a cowboy. That was meaning to life to me. If you was to ask me who I was, I would have told you I'm a cowboy. And so there's a purpose in being a cowboy, right? Purpose for being a cowboy is to act like one, to dress like one, and, and so on. Well, I only was in that school for a year, and then we moved away. And my sophomore year of high school was in a completely different school with completely different people and what happened was I found a new identity that's right and this time it was no longer a cowboy but it was a hippie that's right I decided I wanted to hang out with the hippies because I was accepted see in all of these groups notice how they all accepted me I was always looking for that acceptance and who whoever would accept me that's where I would find meaning to life. Now, many people find meaning to life in their jobs, their religious preference, okay? 
And so remember, with meaning, there's purpose. And so when you find your identity in those things, what happens when you don't do those things anymore? You see? What happens when you cannot practice your religion anymore? What happens if you're not able to do the work that you do, if you find your identity in that? In other words, meaning to life, you see? And so, you know, the purpose for being a hippie, by the way, in high school, is to act like a hippie, to dress like a hippie. And boy, did I dress like the, the hippie. I, I grew my hair long and grew, uh, you know, I, I dressed like them. I acted like them and, uh, and so on. Until the age of 34, I was in a rehab center. Any of you know my testimony? I was in a rehab center, a drug addiction an alcoholism um, rehabilitation center. And I was an alcoholic and a drug addict and uh, a sex addict and all this other stuff. I had misplaced dependency all over the place, you see. And so I did not find, uh, I, I, I was not dependent upon my creator. So I was forced to live dependent upon something or someone else for meaning and purpose to life. You see the problem there? You see, before Christ, John said this, Jesus said this in John 15, 4 and 5. He's speaking about an unbeliever and a believer here. He says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you, not, you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Now that's verse 4. And he's saying here, A branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. Folks, before Christ, we were in Adam sinners. What Jesus is saying here is we could not produce kindness or patience or joy or love or self-control in our own self-reliance. You see? And so that's what he's saying. But then he goes to talk. He goes to say this in John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man abide in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. Now keep in mind, he says, those who remain in me. Now those are the body. That's us, the body of Christ in Christ. To remain in him is to be in him. And that's what it means that we are one spirit with him. And so he produces much fruit through us as we get to participate with him now. So the Greek word for joy is chara, meaning the awareness of God's grace. Did you know that just the awareness of his presence in us is joy? Will enable us to experience joy? Jesus said this in John 15, 11. He says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Okay? So keep in mind here, Jesus said what? He says, I have told you this so that my joy may be what? My joy may be in you. You see, we have all of the joy of the Lord as our strength in us. That's why we are, that's why our joy is complete. Ephesians 5.18, the Apostle Paul says, Don't be drunk on wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
I want to look at that word filled for a minute. To be filled means to be controlled. That's why we see Paul saying things like this. He says, The love of Christ compels us. That means controls us. Did you get that? The love of Christ controls us. Okay? So whatever we are dependent upon will control us. Did you know that? For an example, when I worshipped alcohol before Christ, I became an, um, an alcoholic. When I worshipped drugs, I became a drug addict. When I worshipped sex, I became a sex addict. See, when I worshipped people, you see, when I went to people for love and acceptance, you see, that led to codependency. When I went to food, and yes, I used to worship food. It used to take my attention for comfort. And I became a glutton. You see the problem there? The Apostle Paul says this in Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Now, he's talking about being having a spirit of humility here. Okay, and so being available for Christ. Remember, he died for us so he could give his life to us, so he could transmit his life through us. So Christ is in us, giving us a desire to do what pleases him. But remember, he has the power to do what pleases him through us, you see. So that's why we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, Romans 8, 37. So we're going to take a look at the word conquer there. And conquer... Uh, means in the this is a Greek word the Greek word for conquer is hupernikio hupernikio super conquer that's the meaning of it or one who is completely and overwhelmingly victorious how do you like that identity you can get up each morning and look at yourself in the mirror in Christ and as he is so are we in this world when our Father sees us, that's why it's important for us to see ourselves as God sees us, not how we feel. So a lot of times we're looking at our shortcomings and our weaknesses. But remember, God is looking at our identity in Christ. So get up each morning and say, you know, today, Father, I agree with you. I am completely and overwhelmingly victorious in your son Jesus as your child. Remember, to all who received him, to them who believed in his name, Jesus Christ, God gave them the right to be called children of God. So to be more than a conqueror, it means to gain a surpassing victory. Okay, Part of speech is verb. It's an action. It's actually something Christ did in his death, burial, and resurrection. Okay, So the first step to overcoming victorious living over the world, the flesh, and the devil is this. It's very simple. We don't spend all of our time looking at what can be seen. Instead, we look at what we cannot see. What can be seen lasts only for a short time. But what can't be seen will last forever. Of course, Paul is referring to the revelation of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Get our eyes there. Put our eyes and our thoughts on Jesus. And in closing, the Word of God is how we cut through problems. 
you see? And, and the Word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. You know the focal point of all Scripture by choice and design is it points us in to the living Christ. Get it? The living Word, which is sharper than a two-edged sword, able to cut through problems. And so as we're in the world, that's why the Apostle Paul says, Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the reason why we don't want to be conformed to this world is because we want to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. We want to see Christ cut through problems today as we go forward with him. God bless.